0: it's Tuesday, September the 22nd, and the vast majority of today's Kent Online podcast is going to focus on new restrictions announced by the PM to try and reduce the spread of coronavirus. As we told you yesterday, the number of infections is rising again. Experts have predicted if nothing's done, as many as 50,000 people a day could be testing positive for COVID-19 by mid-October. And there are real fears that could lead to more deaths and put the NHS under immense strain during the winter when cases of flu can also cause problems. So, what exactly has Boris Johnson said today then? Well, this is him speaking in the Commons earlier.
1: We always knew that while we might have driven the virus into retreat, the prospect of a second wave was real. And I'm sorry to say that, as in Spain and France and many other countries, we've reached a perilous turning.
0: He went on to say pubs, bars and restaurants must now close at 10pm. Retail workers, waiters and taxi drivers will have to wear face masks. Anyone who's able to work from home should do and fines for those caught breaking the rules will increase to £200. Plans for supporters to return to sports events next month has been put on hold, and from Monday, the number of people allowed at a wedding will be reduced to just 15. Well, I've been chatting to some experts to get their reaction. Let's start up first with Dr Julian Spinks, who's a GP in Stroud. Today's announcement then from the Prime Minister, has it surprised you at all? I have
2: to say I'm not surprised
0: other than actually
2: I thought he might have gone further than he did. Um, given what we were told by uh, the uh, professionals earlier in the week um, that the, ri- the rise in numbers was getting really quite scary, um, I expected there to be a shutdown. Um, it looks like they're doing it in stages rather than just going to a much uh, more draconian regime. And I suspect that uh, there's, there's two reasons for that. One is they may be thinking that they can look and see whether uh, there's any chance that uh, what they're doing is succeeding or not succeeding. Uh, and the other one is I think the public will take it in small steps better than they would if they suddenly announced it all in one go. Um,
0: it's almost six months to the day since lockdown was first announced. Was it eased too quickly in your opinion?
2: I think we were a little late going into the first lockdown and I suspect we were too soon coming out. I suspect two to four weeks longer at the end of the first lockdown would have knocked the virus back much further. Although having said that lots of countries around the world are facing a similar spike now so it may not have made a difference in the end.
0: I've seen an awful lot of people on social media clearly out with just six people but there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of social distancing going on and you still spot people in supermarkets not wearing masks etc. Do you think the raft of measures that came in and all the different messages. Do you think it all got a little bit too confusing and people maybe just interpreted them differently?
2: I, I think that the messages were confused, um, that people got fed up with lockdown and wanted to, to escape from it and then finally I think people have almost got used to the idea that COVID was around um, even though the, the level of it was very low and so their perception of the amount of risk to themselves and to their families is much lower than it was. We need to get back that feeling that we had before the previous lockdown where we genuinely need to take action otherwise we're going to be in for a very bad winter.
0: Schools, colleges and universities will remain open but as you can see from stories on Kent Online dozens have been affected by Covid cases since the start of term in September. Adding to that number today are Victoria Road Primary in Ashford Gravesend Grammar and Rainer Mark. Professor Martin Michaelis from the University of Kent predicted a second wave and says we need to learn to live with the virus effectively.
3: Because we are social beings and we don't want to push everyone into a depression. There must be a way that people can meet each other in a reasonable way. I think it's a learning curve, not just for us, it's also for government. And so what is the message that works? How do we get people to rethink what they're doing and to, to ask the right question, not what are the rules, but am I going to become infected? How likely is it that I'm going to become infected? And that we will see how many peaks and lockdowns are required for us to really internalize this message.
0: Um, you said you could have predicted that we were going to end up in this position. So if you'd like to make another prediction for 23rd of March next year, it would have been an entire year since we first went into lockdown. What sort of position do you think and what sort of position do you hope we will be in by then?
3: Uh, the, the, the big hope is we have a vaccine. There is a vaccine that has been shown to be effective, highly effective, effective protection rates of more than 90 percent that doesn't only protect the person who is vaccinated from severe disease but also prevents the spread yeah and then obviously then it's just a question of another year or two to produce a lot of vaccine to vaccinate many people and then we would really go back to normal. so that would be the dream i'm not that optimistic about that unfortunately because uh, uh, as far as we can tell now, there's not no long-term immunity associated, even for people who have been infected. And that is not a good sign for a vaccine, because if the natural infection doesn't give you the long-term protection, the vaccine is also not that likely to do that. So but there's always hope, but we don't know. So it's very difficult to predict obviously, exactly which situation we are without a vaccine. I think we will learn to live with the virus better but it will be a very hard lesson.
0: The early closing time for pubs and bars comes as a big blow to the industry. The owner of one of the country's biggest pub operators has branded it pointless and says they're being thrown under the bus. Jonathan Neame, who heads up Faversham-based Shepherd Neame, says it's bad for the economy and he fears people meeting up in unregulated areas. Jo James is from the Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce.
4: She also feels sorry for those who've only just started trading properly again we've seen measures put in place and time restrictions um, which could potentially you know have 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 an impact um, to try and uh, lessen the spread of the virus but obviously that has a huge impact then um, on these businesses you know that they were first hit um, for, with the effects of the pandemic um, and it looks like they're the ones who have been struggling all the way through and, you know, they're just starting to now to try and pick up trade um, and I think any any further uh, measures put on them of restrictions w- would actually, many of them would be unable to, to continue trading. Um, but, you know, as I started off saying, it's a balancing act with... Um, rates of infection doubling, you know, on on a weekly basis, something has to be done. Plenty to
0: take in today then, but you can, of course, let us know what you think. Was it to be expected? Have the government gone far enough? You can comment on our story at Kent Online or, of course, you can message us via Facebook and Twitter. Kent Online News some other news today and a man in his 20s has been arrested after a woman was stabbed near Canterbury police and forensic teams were called to a house in Riverview in Surrey in the early hours of yesterday she was taken to a London hospital with serious injuries and investigations revealed a huge fire at an industrial estate in Ashford was caused by an electrical fault in a machine thick smoke could be seen for miles after the blaze broke out in a tire store at Cobswood last Tuesday and spread to a warehouse building one man was taken to hospital. It's claimed there have been surprisingly few problems with school buses in Kent since the new term started. Thousands of pupils are using them and concerns have been raised about overcrowding and a lack of face masks being worn on some services. But council bosses say they've added more than 100 bosses to high-demand roads. Now the country's largest wine producer which is based right here in Kent has started an early harvest. Work is underway across Chapel Downs vineyards with bosses saying expectations are high after the long spell of warm weather we've had. It's thought conditions are now perfect for picking the early ripening Bacchus grapes which are found at their site on the North Downs. Mark Harvey is from the company.
1: This recent burst of sunshine we've had has been really welcome in the vineyards. It's uh, helps complete the uh, ripening of the fruit and in terms of harvesting the fruit it's kind of ideal conditions um, you know you, you 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 pray for all the right weather conditions at the right time during the growing season and uh, 20 we've definitely been blessed so it's the, the, the season started early um, so we had an early um, early bud burst and then through the growing season we've had the right amount of sunshine and heat uh, a little bit of rain along the way as well and then at the back end uh, harvest time you, you absolutely want um, uh sunshine and uh and, and heat as i say to finish the ripening of the grapes so yeah not, we're not there yet but so far so good and in terms of numbers what are we talking about in the amount of produce that you're hoping to achieve during this time yeah um, so I can't comment on I can't comment on what's coming in. Uh, we're listed, so I need to be a little bit sensitive, a bit careful on that front. Um, but I can comment on what's come in previous. Um, and we've we've uh, over the last two years, two thousand and eighteen and nineteen, were really big harvests for England, um, and and big for us at Chapel Down. So we harvested over two thousand tons of fruit um, in eighteen and nineteen. Um, so to have lo- what's looking like another bumper harvest in. 2020 is fantastic uh, you know england's england's an exciting wine um region and historically the challenge we've had is is having enough stock to meet demand um and this run of 18 19 and 20 of bumper harvests of high quality fruit is just what we needed um so we're well we're really well set now and in terms of the the quality of, of wine that you're hoping to produce i'm sure Obviously you start in early harvest and uh, with the right weather conditions you must be confident of producing top quality and perhaps even the best quality you've had done so so far. Uh it's it's uh, shaping up to be another good year in in quantity and quality. Um I are too early really to make any direct comparisons. 2018 was off the scale in terms of both, you know, the the, the yields that were brought in and the quality of the fruit um so i w- I'd, I'd hesitate to make any direct comparisons to 2018 um, but yeah, it looks to be right up there, which is yeah, it's really exciting.
0: Football and Gillingham have signed a new striker who might already be familiar to some fans. Dominic Samuel is returning to Priestfield after scoring seven goals for the club while on loan five years ago. He could play in their Carabao Cup match against Stoke City tomorrow night. And finally today, the head teacher of a school in Thanet says pupils and staff are being terrorised by an angry seagull. Yep, the birds apparently been attacking people at Minster Primary, pecking one child repeatedly on the head and scratching two staff members' faces. The council say they can't do anything about it. The RSPCA have advised people carry umbrellas to protect themselves. That's it for today, but you can also subscribe to the IM News app. That's to access all KM Group newspapers. Head along to ilifmediasubs.co.uk